Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the podcast that always has a plan. We've got a long-term plan. We've got a one-podcast plan. We've got a five-podcast plan. We're planning ten podcasts in advance, 20, 52, 104. We're always thinking long-term planning, strategizing, laying things out for how we want it to be. And then it comes to fruition. Speaking of which, I have with me someone that always makes things come to fruition. It's the world's greatest podcasting co-host in history. It's Mr. Everett Farnell. Keeping podcasting great forever. That's what we're doing. There's no willy-nilly, maybe a little, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? No, we have everything lined out. We know when we're going to podcast. We know what topics we're going to cover. We have an idea. Now, now there's some flexibility because, let's face it, our dear president is a bit of a wild man when it comes to politics. But the plan, the man with the plan, that's what we're talking about this week, dear listener, is, well, the man with the plan. So, Steve, start us off. What's the word with Trump? Well, that's the lesson this week from Donald Trump, is that he carefully crafts this public persona of being some wild, impulsive, thin-skinned, reactionary, no head on his shoulders, unpresidential, uh, flies off the handle at a moment's notice, and uh, ADD, can't keep himself straight. He does that on purpose, of course, to deflect and to disguise from the fact that it's obvious by his actions that he is absolutely a long-term planner and understands that life is a long time. So that's the lesson learned for all business owners is understand that now maybe some of the listeners have snuck on to listening to the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast and your goal is to be a flim-flammer and to run a cut-and-run, churn-em-and-burn-em, screw-everybody and then close down the business and start a new one and who cares business but hopefully, if that's you, it's time to turn off the podcast immediately and go away forever. We're talking to people who want to build a real business, which is long-term. You want to become a pillar of your community, of your industry. You want to be there for your customers, your clients, your patients, your members. You know, if you say, I have a lifetime guarantee, you don't want people going, yeah, you're, you know, you keep owning businesses and going out of business every two years. What good is that? You know you're in it for the long haul, and that's obvious from the actions of Trump. And the example we see this week is Trump inching closer to at least allowing a first phase of a deal with China. And how this came about, and and will continue to come about, whether or not he even throws on the bone and does the first phase, it's a long time from having everything in place where he wants it to do the complete China trade deal, which is, of course, one of his main goals. And it's been one of his main goals for decades to get into office and to be in charge of these trade deals and to make up for, oh, I don't blame China. I blame the idiot leaders we've had that have made these deals. Well, 
here's how Trump did it. The very first thing he did when he came to office is he made sure to reverse 10 years of miserable, stagnant, at best, crappy economy and get the thing churning along like unbelievably and setting records for low unemployment and getting people off of food stamps and getting them back and working and cutting down on illegal immigration so wages go up and all things pointing in the right direction economy-wise for Trump has allowed him to take step two in the long-term plan, which is now do a few things that he knows will weaken the economy a little bit, the main ones of which are imposing tariffs on other countries, which of course hurt trade in the short term. It gets leverage for the long term to get things done, but in the short term, this is hurting the economy. It's hurting the farmers. It's hurting this. It's hurting that. Ooh, ah, blah, 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 whatever. If he had been as economically feeble, weak, and useless as Obama, which is being very generous to Obama, a lot of times it appeared as if Obama hates America and wanted the economy to be bad, in which case he was a genius and completely accomplished his goal. But let's just give him the benefit of the doubt and says he was just economically illiterate. He could not have, could you imagine, as America was a limping along for eight years, recovering from the Bush debacle, and now being the Obama debacle of a weak recovery, if he had started putting tariffs on other countries, then of course the country would have gone into a recession. So step one Trump did is said, I'm going to get this economy so damn strong it's incredible. Step two, I'm going to put tariffs that will weaken us, but will also weaken China. And China is getting crushed. China's having their worst economy in over 50 years. They're finally coming to the table, and Trump, I don't even think he has them where he wants them yet, because he says things like, yeah, you know, we'll see, we'll see, I think maybe it'll better, I saw last week he said something like, maybe it'd be better if we hold off till after the election for a trade deal, what he's saying is, we're fine, even a little weakened, we're fine, economy's humming along, but China is getting crushed, and in fact, Everett, I, I'm sure you've seen in the news, some companies are even saying, I'm not waiting for a trade deal with the U.S., you know, we can find somewhere else to put our factory in sheep, you know, Malaysia, wherever. We'll put it in some other Cambodia, some other cheap Asian country. Let's get out of China. And China gets crushed some more. So that, dear listener, is a long-term plan. Step one, he strengthened the U.S. economy. Step two, he did things that he knew would weaken the U.S. economy, but that would crush his competitor in the negotiation and bring them to a table in a weakened position where he is negotiating from strength. That's a long-term plan that I'd have to say, Ever, in your estimation, I mean, it's well over 90% of business owners never, ever think, not only not years long-term, they don't even know what the heck they're doing two weeks from now. Oh, it's amazing how many business owners are completely and absolutely clueless about, let's take a look at marketing, right, because that's our area of expertise. It's stunning to me how many businesses I work with. And I'm talking about big businesses. Some of these guys are doing millions of dollars a year in sales, and they have no concept of what they're going to do next quarter, next year. They have no calendar, no marketing calendar, no idea what they're going to test, how they're going to expand, what different sales processes they're going to test. None. It's frustrating because, I mean, look, I'm not Mr. Plan Everything Out. That is a weakness in my business toolbox. Well, I don't know, because even in a plan, I'm sure you coach your clients the same. Even in a plan where you have a marketing calendar, things are marked off, you always buffer in space for what you're talking about now, where you can add in on the spur of the moment, oh, something came in the news, I'm going to do a promotion about it. Exactly. And so as we move into 2020, I have a list of projects that I'm working on over the next 12 months. Now, 
I have a goal of where I want to be in 20 years, right? Because 12 months, one year is not a long-term plan. That's just tactical. So I have a goal of where I want to be in 20 years. I have a goal of where I want to be in 10 years, five years, three years. Now, those goals adjust. They can move a little bit. They can change a little bit. That's fine. But I have an idea of where I'm going. I'm headed in a direction. And I can tell you on January 2nd at 8 p.m. whether the stuff I did that day got me closer to that 20-year goal or whether it got me further away or whether it didn't move me. Because I have a roadmap. I have an idea. I have a list of projects I'm working on. Now, if another opportunity comes up, I might include that in a list of projects. I might say, this is a great idea. Let's stick it in there, figure out a way to put it in. Or I might take that list of projects and I might say, this one's just not working out. So let's scrap that one. January 15th, March 15th, April, August, July, whatever. I might say, okay, well, this isn't working out. I'm not going to waste any more time on it and scratch it. Or maybe it is working out, but it's not working out enough because I have other opportunities that will be more profitable. The point is, not that the list is static and written in stone. The point is, is that I have a list. You know, I have some idea of what's going on professionally for me for the next 12 months. There are countless business owners. You said over 90%, but I'd say probably 99% have no earthly idea what they're going to do. What are you going to do? What's, what's your business look like next year? Um, I'm going to go put air conditioners in people's homes. Okay. You know, what, did, what are we going to do to expand it? What marketing channels are you using right now? What, what? Marketing channels. What marketing channels are you using? Uh, I got an ad in the newspaper. You know, I I uh, I got an ad in the in the Val Pack, and uh, I I have a website. You know, I mean, it's amazing to me how many people don't even know what they have, what they're doing. Right. Well, you're describing range. a lot of businesses that survive off of basically only emergency, immediate need customers. That's why you're saying I have an ad in the Yellow Pages. I have a website. So when people need a plumber in the area, hopefully they find me. And unfortunately, from like what you're saying, that's how most businesses operate, almost all of them. Sad. Exactly. Exactly. But here's the thing. The businesses that get big, like since we're talking about contracting, you know I have a background in contracting, the contractors that really get big are the contractors who go after people who are proactive. They go after builders who are building 400 homes, and it's not an emergency. Now, the margins are Well, of course, the thing. same in every industry, you know, of course. That's exactly. what I'm saying. I mean, plumbers put out marketing to get people to build an extension and finish their basement with an in-law apartment so they need some plumbing done. Exactly. But exactly. it's very sad that that's very, very few business owners, and it's likely very few politicians even. And another reason that Trump is different, unpresidential, accomplishing so much. He's got these amazing long-term goals. And it's another reason the deep state and the lifetime bureaucratic class and all these people that think they know better than him, that have been there longer, are so upset when he comes in and upsets the table and changes their great, incredible, holier-than-thou long-term plans. <laughs> Trump just has another long-term plan. But they always make it well, seem like, oh, he just came in and off the cuff, he just did something crazy. And I don't want to get into the advanced tips, Steve, but I do want to just give our listeners something actionable that they can really seriously take a look at. If you cannot answer these questions, dear listener, then you have some work to do in the last few weeks of this year. What are the marketing channels that you currently have? What are your cost per lead, cost per sale, and profit numbers, gross revenue and profit numbers overall and per channel? What channels are you going to test Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4? What's your revenue goal and your profit goal over 2020? 
Now, if you can't answer those questions off the top of your head or quickly, like, well, I don't know my exact numbers, but here, I got them over here on my computer. Give me a second. Okay, here they are. If you're not monitoring those, if you're not looking at those, if you don't have a goal, a revenue goal for 2020, you have a lot of work to do because you have to know what channels are working. You have to know what your metrics are for those channels. You have to know what you're planning on doing. Now, if you want to get a little bit higher, and this is all I'm going to say because then if I go any further, I'm going to get into the advanced tip. But if you really want to get good, you will have specified metrics to determine if a marketing channel that you're testing is worth continuing with, is worth tweaking to make it work better, or whether it should just be scrapped altogether right away. Well, uh, sure. And like you said, you're getting way into the weeds now of advanced stuff. Yeah. Because like we said, about 99% of business owners, they don't have any of this stuff. They don't even know what you're talking about. They don't know what the numbers mean. They don't know what marketing channel, testing. They were upset 10, 15 years ago when the internet came along because all they ever had to do before that was place a yellow page in. And now the world is complex. <laughs> and the thing, dear listener, is if you don't know these numbers and you don't have these plans. And the end of the year, as we record this right now, is a great time to put out a plan for next quarter, for next year, for the next decade. I mean, at least a one, three, five-year plan. End of the year, good time to be doing this. But for those that don't have these plans, which as Everett says, they're not etched in stone, they can shift. But if you don't have a general idea, you put yourself at the mercy, you make yourself very susceptible to the shiny object salesman, because you're exactly who they look for. Someone who doesn't have a plan, doesn't know exactly what they're doing, so they can just come along and say, hey, I know you ought to do this, and you ought to get your website to do this, and you ought to get a page up on Facebook, and you ought to do Google AdWords, and you ought to what? and you're just sitting there going, gee, I have no idea, I guess so, maybe this, that, but that. and then you're going to complain that, yeah, I tried all these different things, they didn't work, these people ripped me off, they would have, well, you make yourself susceptible to that, instead of the person Everett's describing, like our clients that have the plans laid out, then somebody calls and says, you know, hey, I'm from a company that builds websites and you ought to have SEO and this and that. You just say, yeah, not this quarter. That's not my plan for this quarter. I'm working on another channel, but thanks for calling. Goodbye. And you make yourself impervious to the shiny object salesman, to the confusion, to the overwhelm, to the frustration, to the misery of running a business. And you put yourself on track to have less stress, more fun, make more money, grow your business, and everyone's happier when you do it like Everett is suggesting, and you do it. That's the lesson learned from Donald Trump. You don't see it very often. You have to look below the surface because, again, he crafts on the surface to deflect everybody this public persona of being this short-term, reactive, off-the-cuff, you-never-know-what-he's-going-to-do-next, crazy, unpresidential guy but you can tell by his actions that he has long-term plans. You can also tell by continuing to listen to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, where Everett and myself will constantly clue you in on exactly what Trump is doing and how you can translate that to success in your own business. Speaking of which, as always, Everett hinted about it, but now it's time to go get it. You want to run over to get our advanced tip of the week. This one is especially necessary on this subject. I dare say you want to head over to Lessons learn from donaldtrump.com and get the advanced tip. I don't like to say it's necessary because then why didn't we do a whole basic episode on it? But it takes this many steps further to the point where you really can sleep well at night knowing that you have systems working in your business that you are systematically getting to where you want to go. Get over to lessons learned from donaldtrump.com for that advanced tip and then get back here next week for another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. 
You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.